discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boatim as Christ is magnified in you. Thank you, Jesus. To him alone be glory. To him alone be glory. In the church and in Jesus Christ. Throughout all generations. And age of the ages. Thank you. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Can you please be seated? Hallelujah. 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 To God be the glory. Are you ready for God's word? Yeah. So God bless you. Bishop, God bless you. Uh, thank you for bringing us again. <laughs> to fellowship with you and also to be used as vessel to bless God's people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank God for Bishop's life. Last year he wasn't a bishop. But God has given us a bishop. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. So God is taking us on and on. To him alone be glory. And pastors that stand with him and the branch pastors, God bless you for your faithfulness and what you are doing in his vineyard. Hallelujah. God bless you so much. And, uh, as well as the leadership, God bless you, all of you. God bless you so richly. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. I was excited when Bishop asked you, of last year's topic and you could remember. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm amazed. That's good news. Yeah. I trust that this year's own, you also remember. Yeah. You must remember. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm speaking on the subject or the title of my message is Which law are you living by? <laughs> Which law are you living by? Is it flotation or Archimedes principle? <laughs> That's a joke, anyway. <laughs> Which law are you living by? All right. Romans chapter 7. Romans chapter 7. Now ask your friend, which law are you living by? Another person, which law are you living by? How many of you want to walk with God well? Praise God. And how many of you want to, you really want to please God? And be happy serving God in your Christian life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So if you want that result, then follow me carefully. Yes, Praise God. Hallelujah. Which law are you living by? Now in Romans chapter 7 and chapter 8, there are four laws. Four laws in Romans chapter 7 and chapter 8. 
That's why I asked you, which law are you living by? <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, the first one is called the law of God. So, number one, the law of God. Now, if you want to understand Romans 7 and 8, you have to follow carefully. The first one is called the law of God. The second one is called the law of good. The law of good. Now, the law, the law of good is also called the law of the mind. The law of the mind. The third one is called the law of sin. The law of sin. And the fourth one is the law of life. The law of life. So the law of God, the law of good, the law of sin, and the law of life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Actually, these laws are the summary of Romans 7 and 8. Which law are you living by? Hallelujah. All right, turn with me to the book of Romans, chapter 7. We read from verse 21. I find then a law that when I will do good, evil is present with me. <laughs> For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. So this is where we find the law of God. I delight in the law of God after the inward man. So this is where we find the law of God. Now what is the law of God? The law of God is God's demands or God's requirement. What God wants you to do. What God requires from you. What God demands from you. You see, God's commandment, God's word, God's demands, God's requirement. Yeah. In the Old Testament, we see, we see God's demands as well as in the New. In the Old Testament, the commandments were not ten. We speak about the Ten Commandments, but actually, there were 613 commandments. 613 commandments in the Old Testament. So, all the commandments, all the demands, all the requirements, all of these are embodied as what is called the law of God. In effect, what God requires from you, what God wants you to do, that's the law of God. Praise God. All right. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. The next verse. But I see another law. See another law. In my members. All right. But I see another law. Now in the Greek, there are two words for the word another. I hope you know it. There is alus and there is what? Heteros. Now, alus is another of the same kind, and heteros is another of a different kind. Apostle Paul, in this verse, did not use alus. Alus, that means he didn't use alus, he used heteros. That means that the rest of the law he's come to talk about is of a different kind. <laughs> But I see another law. So actually, he's talking about a law of a different kind. So the law he's about to talk about isn't in the same category as the law of God. Praise God. That's why he uses the word heteros. But I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind, and bringing me into the captivity of the law of sin, which is in my members. So, the rest of the laws are all in a different category than the first one. Alright. I need a strong man for illustration. Now, I need a strong man for illustration and three ladies. One man, three ladies. Alright. Alright. Okay. So, alright. So, ladies be in one, one place. Alright. So, this is the law of God. 
<laughs> the law of God. You are the law of God. <laughs> All right. You know why I chose one man and three ladies? The law of God. But I see another law. It's heteros. It's heteros. That's why I didn't take a man. A heteros is another of a different kind. <laughs> you understand? Uh-huh. So the way those laws operate is different from this one. Those laws are, uh, the law of God is outside of us. It's external. God's commandment is external. But all these laws are inside of us. Praise God. Yeah. All right. Can you stand for a very long time? You don't mind. <laughs> All right. Okay. So the law of God, the law of the mind, the law of good, the law of sin, the law of life follows. Never forget that. Follows. All right. Now, I said that this one, which is the law of God, is outside of us. But all of this is inside of us. Okay. The first one is called the law of good or the law of the mind. The law of the mind is actually in the soul. It's in the soul. The law of sin is in the body. And the law of life is in the spirit. It's a man is spirit, soul, and body. Is that not so? Man is spirit, soul, and body. All right. The spirit of man makes him God conscious and gives him the capacity to contact God and even contain God. That's man's spirit. Man's soul is the seat of his personality and of his humanity and the seat of his self-consciousness. Yeah. And man's soul or self primarily is in the mind. It's represented as the mind. Because the mind leads the soul. So we have the body. The law of the mind is in the soul. The law of sin is in the body. The law of life is in the spirit. It's amazing. So we are talking about the entire human being. So what you are saying is very important. I want to show you why you struggle to serve God. <laughs> <laughs> and how you can prevail. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now the law, of, the law of the mind is the law that works in the mind within the soul realm. The law of sin, he says the law of sin in my members. What are members? Body parts. So the law of sin is in my members because we gossip with our mouth. <laughs> you understand? It's our body parts Satan uses. <laughs> so the law of sin is in our members, that's in our flesh or in our body. The law of life is right in our spirit. Praise God. Alright. Now, but I see another law. Now remember that the way these laws operate is different from this one. Let me make it easy. What is the difference between God's law or the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments is the law, is that not so? What is the difference between that law and the law of gravity? The same word law is used. But the law of gravity is heteros from, it's another kind from the law of commandment. Because gravity says that whatever goes up. So it's, it's a reg- regulative principle. It is repetitive, spontaneous, it is dynamic. It is a law that is constant in motion. It is always happening. The, the way gravity operates, the principle by which gravity operates is the same as the operation of these laws. Yes, it's the same as the operation of these laws. Something that is always in motion, something that is constant, dynamic, spontaneous, which is different from this one. Law of God. See, the law of God is very executive. That's why this man is in seat. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
All right. What is the law of good or the law of the mind? I'll show you why it is called the law of good. When you read this book of Romans 7, you find the word good so many times. It's all operating within this law. Now, what is the law of the mind or the law of good? Now, in principle, let me show you something. The law of God is always demanding. The law of the mind is always responding. The law of sin is always warring. But the law of life is always supplying. I'll come to it again. Not worried, warring. Uh-huh. The law of God is always demanding. The law of the mind is responding. The law of sin is at war, warring. But this law, the law of life, is supplying, overcoming, energizing. All right. Now let's start with our beautiful lady, the law of the mind. How does this law operate? I understand that these laws are, <laughs> these laws are working. <laughs> they are working in man. They are working in you. These laws are, are working. Now, how does this law work? The law of the mind. Okay. But I see another law in my members. Warring against the law of my mind. Warring against the law of my mind. And bringing me into the captivity of the law of sin, which is in my members. Okay. What is the law of the mind? The law of the mind always responds to the law of God. Now, the law of God says, you know what God's word says? It says, look, husbands, love your wives. When the law says, husbands, love your wives, the law of the mind responds and says, wow, it's good. I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll surely love my wife. It's powerful. Yeah. It consents to it that it's good to love. You see, it, it consents to it. It agrees. And that is what we find in the preceding verses. Verse 16 says, If then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that it is good. Verse 19, For the good that I would, I, would, I do not, Verse 21, I find in the law that then that when I will do good, evil is present. So what it means is that whatever the law of God demands, he says, wives, submit to your husbands. And when the wife hears it, go, the wife goes like, wow, this is nice. I, I, I will do it. It's nice. I have to submit. I have to submit. The law of God says, we need to pray. Wake up at dawn and pray. Pastor preaches how you should wake up at dawn and pray. And do your quiet time before you go to work. The necessity, how it is important. The mind now endorses while sitting down. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So, what the mind, the law of the mind does something. It responds, it consents, and it's delighted. And it wills to do. So it consents. It agrees with the law of God. It responds positively. And agrees. And even delights. So I delight in the law of God. After my inward man. It delights. Wow, I will do it. And it even makes a decision to do it. It says, to will is present. But how to perform that which is good. That is in verse 18. For to will. So... What happens is that the law of the mind, whenever you hear, we have to be humble. We go like, wow, humility is good. When the year is beginning, in the 31st night, pastor or bishop preaches very powerfully. Resolutions. Then the law of the mind makes resolutions. This year, I wake up at 3 a.m. and pray every day. I'll finish the Bible in one year. This year, I will give like never before. Uh-huh. This year, I'm going to submit to my husband. Yeah. Even when I take my pay, I'm going to give it to my husband. Yeah. I wouldn't even touch it. <laughs> this year, I'm going to fast five times a week. 
this year so many resolution, resolutions, decisions. So the law of the mind is very powerful. It agrees with whatever God is saying. And it consents and responds and even desires, wow, I'll do it. And even makes decisions and resolutions to have it done. That's the law of the mind. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's the law of the mind. Praise God. Are you here? All right. So, yeah, good law. Yeah. It's a good mind. I'm going to be good. I'm going to do this. I'm do this. I'll do that. I'm going to. I'm good. The law of sin. <laughs> now, so what happens is that no, don't take, don't, don't. You, you can still be here. So what happens is that. All right. Whatever good decision you have decided, or how you want to serve God, how you want to walk with God, how you want to please God, how you want to fast, how you want to complete the Bible, how you want to um, pray for pastor, all the good things that you, see, you have willed and desired, it's wonderful. But the moment you start to perform it, try and go and try and pull her, her back. No, you are not doing it well. You see, this is a, this this law is a law that is always warring. So you want to have your way. No, the law. You see, that law doesn't use one doesn't touch one hand. So you you try to go, but you also try to bring and make sure you overpower her. Ah, you've done it. You see, that does it. Does it. Does it. Does it. Yes. So I like the way you took her ransom because you 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 were worrying to bring it in captivity. That that's it. You understand? <laughs> so now you've done well, but how to? Anytime you take the step, mm, so I will not allow you. <laughs> Now, now, now look, look at verse 18. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good, I find not. I find not. My, 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 my. Verse 21. I find then a law that when I will do good, evil is present with me. And, and the thing is that Right now, this law is not only preventing you from doing what you want to do. As it prevents you, it takes you captive so much that what you want to do, you don't start doing opposite. Anytime, what happens, anytime you desire to do good, the exact opposite of what you, your mind desires to do is what happens. You said, ah, I'm going to work in pure love, but... You said pure love, but it ended up being last. So I'll walk in love towards that sister. <laughs> pure holy love. Before you realize, ah, but, ah, that's my decision. That's my, that's my resolution when the year began. But it ended up being last. Ah. You, you really don't understand. Then you, you, you want to be humble before you realize you are, you are speaking proudly. Before you realize you are boasting. But you really decided that way. You want to submit to your husband. You prayed when the year began. But it hasn't even become worse. <laughs> so, what happened is that whatever you want to do, this Lord takes you captive. And now you do the opposite. So, when you want to do good, you see evil present. So, it's like, is it good to do good at all? <laughs> the day you want to fast, that's when you eat the most. <laughs> <laughs> but, so people don't know that there's a law that is working it's a law that is working for instance 
You see, we treat sin as an act. God sees sin as a law. Law in terms of gravity. So, for instance, you found yourself gossiping. You gossiped. Then you went and said, Lord, this is the last time. I'll never do it again. Ah, Lord. <laughs> then after two weeks, you beat the former record. You even gossip more. <laughs> you, go, you go and cry, Lord, this time around, Lord, this is it. If I gossip, cut off my mouth. Now, people say things like that. <laughs> after two months, you now you realize that, Charlie. <laughs> Nothing is working. <laughs> Because it's a law, like gravity. It's something that is always work, happening in the flesh. It's constant. It's in motion. It's repetitive. It's dynamic. It's a regulative principle. So it's always working. <laughs> so you think it's something you did. No, it's a law that is always flowing. <laughs> it's always flowing. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My, 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 my. Where's, where's the law of life? Okay, you, you, you will not touch you on you now. We'll come later. Hallelujah. That is why, do you know that even um, I'm robbers, robbers, they have good intentions sometimes. There are people who steal and they go and give tithe. <laughs> there, there was a guy who was caught in Kenneko Plans Ministry. Stole and stole and stole and stole and stole and stole. The police arrested him in Kenneko Plans Ministry. You know what he said to Kenneko Plan? He said, But I've been given tithe. <laughs> there are people who are going to steal and they pray that God should. Now, in Eden, now, now look at something. In, in the Garden of Eden, there were two trees in Eden. True or false? Now, number one, there was a tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And there was a tree of life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil and the tree of life. So, in Eden, there was good, there was evil. And there was life. All of the, all these are laws. All these are laws, and that's what I'm talking about. In Eden, there was good, the law of good. There was evil, the law of sin. Now, in Romans seven, sin and evil is used interchangeably. Uh-huh. When I will do good, evil is present with me. It's the same. So the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and the tree of life. So the tree of, these are all laws. So the good is the law of good. The evil is the law of sin. And the life is the law of life. All of this was in it. And this represents three different kinds of lives. The law of good is a human life. God made the human being good. You see, God made Adam neutral, natural. The natural man, he made him humanly good, humanly innocent. He was made good. He was made good. Evil is from from Satan. Evil is from Satan. Evil or sin is Satan's life. It's from Satan. Uh So when man fell, there was a union of lives. Hmm. When man fell, in the human being, there's, there's a law of good that is always working in the human being. Even sinners, unbelievers, you see, they do good. That is the humanity God made man. That's the, 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 the law of humanity. Man was made to be good. But Satan makes his life evil. And the satanic life is stronger than the human life. Uh-huh. So, you see men, they are both good and evil. Because uh-huh. they are philanthropists who are good. So these two laws are working in a human being. Uh-huh. The law of sin, which is evil in the flesh, and the law of good, which is in the mind. The mind is the seat of humanity, the soul. The law of life, that's what mind didn't eat. 
That's the very life of God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. All right. Are you following? Yeah. Now, so many a times, everyone here, we have desires to please God. We have desires to evangelize. We have desires to do something for pastor, to please Jesus. We have so much desires, but how many of them are accomplished? <laughs> because we have the law of good, the law of the mind, good intentions, good desires, especially when we hear a message, when we hear a word. But sometimes even our resolutions, only 5% are carried. Oh. <laughs> Now, back to the law of Where's the law of sin? Uh-huh. So now sin becomes a law. Like gravity. It's always constant. In the flesh. <laughs> it's always constant. It's always happening. Can you imagine? That, that, that's how powerful sin is. It's always happening. My, 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 my. Hmm. Now, the law of sin. Now, now let's go to this. Let, let me read again. But I see another law in my, I see another law in my members. My, my, my. Warring against the law of my mind. What I think to do, I cannot do it. That's why Paul says that, ah, the good I want to do, I cannot. The evil I don't want, that's what I do. That's what is happening. Bringing me into captivity of the law of sin, which is in my members. Look at verse 24. Oh, wretched man. No, 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 no. I want us to read. Now, you know how Paul said it? Paul didn't say, oh, wretched man. No. Oh, wretched man. That I am. <laughs> Look, he had come to his wit end. He didn't know what to do again. Oh, wretched man. That I am. <laughs> Everyone who loves God has come to this place before. Everyone who loves God. Because you, you plan that after you, you're going to be holy. That you want to be holy heart and soul. But when you see that girl, <laughs> look, you have sworn to your head that I will not. But when you see her within five minutes, you can't help, you can't help yourself. So what, what in the world is happening to me? A certain young guy, he will fast. One day he held his sexual organ and said, Lord, cut it off. Lord, cut it off. He said, Lord, cut, cut it off. Lord, the guy was weeping, Lord, cut it off. So he has done whatever he wants to do. So, so, the, the, the law is working. It's a law that is working. <laughs> Cut it, Lord. So I've done whatever. So normally when we give our life to Christ, we because we, we use much of our strength to please God because we sincerely love him and we want to stop so many things. And there are certain things after you have used our willpower, we, we become exhausted. And we ask ourselves, which way again? Which way again? So Paul says, oh wretched man. Oh. Now when you read the Bible, take notes of the words, the word oh. It's an expression of emotion. Oh death. What is that sting? Paul didn't say, oh death, where is that sting? No, no, no. <laughs> oh wretched man. Whenever I'm reading the Bible and I come to this place, I, I'm excited. I say, wow, wow. Oh wretched man. That I am. Ooh, like he's tired. He, he's done everything. Look, there are some things he wants to stop. He's fasted. It didn't work. He's, he's done everything. He's come to the end of his life. He, he's done everything. Oh, wretch. <laughs> Who shall deliver me from the body of this death? He introduces another, another word. The body of this death. The law of sin produces what is called the body of death. The law of sin produces 
the body of death. Hmm. All right. So, the illustration I'm going to do, you may not be able to do it. So, I will let you go. Maybe I will need you again. Okay. So, um, I will call you life. God bless you. God bless you. Man of God. Now, I need a giant to come and a smallest person to come. No, I don't want man, a woman, a boy, a male, and a female. If either males or females, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, who is coming? So, what I'm going to do demands a lot of strength. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay. The reason why, <laughs> the reason why we, we, we struggle to serve God in this body is that the law of sin, you see, sin produces death. You see why, you know how death came into the world? Because of sin. As by one man, sin entered the world and death by sin. And so death is, is passed upon all men and for that all have sinned. So, sin birth of death. The law of sin produces the body of death. What is the body of death? In Paul's day, Paul used the cultural settings of the Roman Empire to describe to us who a wretched man is from the original language. Now, I want you to carry him at your back. So, you're going to carry him at, at your back. No, 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 you, you, you carry him. <laughs> All right. Very easy. <laughs> but it's a matter of time. <laughs> it's a matter of time. Now, in the Roman Empire, when you commit murder, you, commit, you committed a murder. You know what they do to you? You that committed a murder, they will take you and they will take the murdered, the dead, and they will bind the dead at your back and tie you together. And the dead will be at your back until it decomposes and it's no more. So when you are going to eat, now you are not permitted. You can't bring it out. You can't, it's not possible. Whether eating, whether bath, whatever you are doing, the dead is back. That is the word, oh wretched man that I am. Who shall deliver me from the body of this dead? So just go around. Wherever you are going, you are going to the kitchen. Oh, wretched man. Oh, wretched man that I am. You are going to the bathroom. Oh, wretched man. When you see your wife. Oh, wretched man that I am. You are going to the market. Oh, wretched man. So you are carrying an encumbrance of a lifeless body. Now, listen. This is all of us, our story. This is our story. Now, listen. Your spirit is carrying a dead body. Your spirit is carrying a body that is dead. Remember that if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. I think I'm talking to unbelievers. If Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin. That's why he calls his body mortal body. What is the meaning of the word mortal? Mortal. Death doomed. Your spirit is alive. This is you. This man is your spirit. Your spirit is carrying his body. But the body it is carrying is dead. So, the spirit is willing. Even through the mind. But the body is dead. <laughs> so, what will please God? When you're going for evangelism, is, is your spirit going to walk on your body? Is the body that must, must permit your spirit, must take your spirit to where you are going to evangelize? The spirit wants to go, but the body says, I'm dead. <laughs> I'm going away. What a struggle. 
<laughs> oh, wretched man. So it's like you, you, are, you are a captive. So wherever we go, your spirit is carrying a body. That is, listen, it is dead to God. This body is alive to the world, but when it comes to God, it is dead. It is dead. You know why? I normally use this example. Sometimes you want to come to service after work, you feel so tired. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to feel the wretchedness. <laughs> <laughs> so that you, you, whenever you read Romans 8, Romans 7, 24, you remember. <laughs> the Roman Empire, I don't know who devised this kind of law. It's a very wicked law. <laughs> you never met her again when you come back to life, to, to this life. <laughs> so now, Ma, 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 ma. So now, what it means is that you are sincerely tired. You went to work. You want to go to church, but you excuse yourself because you and God agree that you are genuinely tired. And your conscience bears you witness in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> you know you are tired. But you go home, and when you go home, you have strength to talk on phone. <laughs> You have to talk on phone, and you were actually talking on the phone here and there. You could sit on a movie, one hour, two hours, three hours, watching. You know why? You are alive to the world. Alive. This body is alive to the world, but when it comes to the things of God, it is dead. It is unresponsive. It struggles. Because the law of sin has produced the body to be the body of death. Let me ask you a question. To watch a movie for an hour, whether a Nigerian movie or the kind of movie you want, to watch a movie for an, an hour and to read the Bible for an hour, which is more easy? All right, okay. Okay. To go to the, <laughs> to go to the movie, and to your boyfriend taking out to enjoy some ice cream and pizza and to just chill and to go for evangelism for one hour, which one is easier? <laughs> yeah. If you like, you can be in your office, take any magazine. And go through the magazine. You are so alive reading the magazine. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. But take the Bible and start. In a short time, start yawning. Yeah. Yeah. Instagram, you are alive. I thank God the same Bible is on your phone. When you switch, especially, it's so annoying when you go to Leviticus. You are wondering what is this at all? Like, there's no desire. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> So the body, oh my, 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 oh, wretched man, <laughs> who shall deliver me? <laughs> who shall deliver me? <laughs> it's a message. Who shall deliver me? <laughs> so understand that. You see, some of us want to please God, we want to serve God, we want to be faithful. But you see, we may be using the wrong method. We have a, we have a problem we are dealing with, that's our bodies. The body is, is dead. And there's a law that is at work in the flesh. So if you don't take time, your life will be up and down, up and down. No result or little result. Like that, do our life, all your life, because there is a law that is at work, and the body is the body of the. Let me give an example, especially when you have to wake, wake up and pray. Even if God, even if He heard, there, there are days I've heard God speak to me to rise and pray. 
to Jesus. <laughs> if there was the soup is so sweet, if I could negotiate with God, <laughs> I would have done that. <laughs> my, 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 Brethren, never forget our brother. You've done well. Okay, before I release you, he says, Who shall deliver me? Now, a wretched man, now the, the, the only people Jesus said they were wretched was a Laodicean church. Thou says, I'm rich and I've need of nothing, but no, thou knowest that thou art what, wretched and blind and naked and miserable. You know why they were wretched? Laodicea. Laos Dekia, the people's opinion. They had so much knowledge. They knew so much, but they couldn't live it. They couldn't live in practicality. So they were in bondage because in their soul, they know so much, but when it comes to living, they were bankrupt. They were wretched. But Apostle Paul said, Oh, wretched man that I am, who? Now, he didn't say what. He said who? You know why he said who? He had used all the what? He had used all the method to be free. He had come to a point now he knows that it's no longer a method. He had used all the method. He had tried fasting. He had tried so many things. He had tried uh, when I go born again someone preached a, a, a subject and the, the topic was avoid looking to. Don't look at a woman twice. I realized that it's okay, but it's not the all-inclusive all solution. <laughs> Sometimes you look twice before you remember you don't have to look twice. Or at, the, at the sixth looking, then you remember, hey, it's even twice. <laughs> that is it. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. So what? He didn't say what. It's not a method. Who is a person? That's Jesus Christ. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. Please, you can come down. Please, don't, don't be angry with me. Don't be angry with me. Okay. Anytime you read Romans 7.24, tell yourself, oh, I remember. <laughs> I will never try with my strength to please God. Give me a hug. Oh. Open. God bless you. Give them a round of applause. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let Bishop talk to your wife to fix you a good meal when you go. Hallelujah. Praise God. Alright. What is the law of life? Where's my sister? Alright. Alright. You look very innocent. The law of life. You are so beautiful. The law of life. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, every life has a law. Every life has a law. When the Bible speaks of the law of life, The word Lord there speaks of a natural power with a kind of a natural power with a certain tendency and activity. Natural power with a certain tendency and activity. The law of life. Every life has a law. Okay. The law of life is the ability of a creature to freely act spontaneously according to its natural nature. For instance, let me talk about a human being. You see how we are breathing? A baby is never taught how to breathe. Because it's the law of the human life to breathe. And you are never taught how to digest the food you eat. It is something that is spontaneous and a principle. It is just at work. Yeah. You are never taught how to yawn. 
You can yawn aimlessly anyhow. But it's, it's the law of your life. Praise God. That's a human life. Among birds, a bird or animal kingdom, the animal kingdom, a bird is not taught how to fly. It's the law of its life to fly. Uh-huh. A turtle is not taught how to swim. It's the law of the turtle to swim. Dogs are not taught how to bark. They bark freely. Cats are not taught to chase mice. <laughs> it's the law of its life. In a plant life, every life has a law. An orange tree will produce oranges. An apple tree will not produce grapes. You don't have to teach an apple, a grape, a vine tree, you don't have to teach it to produce clusters of, clusters of grapes. It's its natural law to produce grapes. So every life has its kind of tendency and activity. Every life has its natural power and natural ability to freely function according to it, its uh, natural nature. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. So the law of life in the soul, in the human flesh, is sin. Sin is a law. So actually, it's not a matter of I'm stopping sin. No, no. Sin is oh, it's a law that is like gravity. It's there. It's gravity. <laughs> if you want it to function, just try to go against it. Then it, you understand. If you want to know uh, 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 gravity exists, try to walk on, in, on water. Uh-huh, go and jump. So, sin is just always there in the flesh. I'm telling you. You try to go against it, then you know it will show you its power. That is why anybody who tells you to try hard not to sin, the person has set you up for failure. Anyone who tells you to discipline yourself hard, not to gossip or not to do anything, not to last, the person has set you up for greater failure. <laughs> because the person doesn't know that there is a law that is at work. We use strength to fight against a law. But God uses a law to defeat a law. Wow. <laughs> yeah. If a, a piece of axe is falling, okay, and you hold it like this, you see, when the brother carried the man, initially he was the younger, he was smiling. So, uh, what is this? He was, he was smiling. It, it, it was like, uh, this is so cheap. But for just a matter of time. When you try to use your strength to stop something in your life, you have quick result. By just transient, it's just temporary. Like when a piece of axe is for iron, is falling. You don't want it to fall, you hold it. Initially, for the first two minutes, you may think like, ah, oh, I'll do it. But it's just a matter of time. Why is the axe falling? Because a law is in motion. Now you're using your human strength to defeat a law. You fail. You need a law to fight against a law. So when you introduce the law of magnetism, it will prevail against gravity. And that is easy. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay. Now, every life has a, has a law. Birds can easily fly. Monkeys can easily jump. It's the law of the monkey life. Monkeys can eat banana more than human beings. <laughs> That's the, the law, how it's the law operates according to its life. Brethren, how about the life of God? How about the life of God? The human life has its law. The plant life has its law. Even animal life, there's a law that is at work in them. How about the highest life in the universe? God's life. There is a law. (laughs) Mama, there is a law. There is an ability behind the operation of of that life. And we should be able to once the life is flowing, we should be able to, it should flow without struggle. Ma, 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 ma. Look at the life of Jesus. It's the law of life at work. When the law of life is at work, patience is easier. Love is easy. Humility is easy. 
Giving is easy. <laughs> when that law is purely operating. In fact, you begin to live like Jesus himself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When that law is operating, if the church mates takes your change and insult you, just smile. That, that's when the law, that, that law is in motion. Oh, there's no fight. I don't think Jesus would have rolled his sleeve and, and given the throttle the, 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 the a blow. Oh, no, no, no. No, no uh, Jesus has lost his ministry. He has lost. I, I, I don't think it's, it's, there's, a, there's an ability in that life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you here? So God uses a law to defeat a law. That's what he has done. When an aeroplane is taken off the ground, it's interesting to fly. But before the aeroplane takes off from the ground, it moves on a high speed and gathers momentum. When, you know what is happening? As it's, it's gathering momentum to fly, the law of gravity is all around. Now, gravity says you will never go up. It's like the law of sin. You will you, you never save God. You, you will never go up. So, gravity says you must come down. So, before the plane takes off, gravity is all around, keeping it on the ground. But how is the aeroplane able to break through gravity? Because whilst it is gathering the momentum, a new law is initiated. Called the law of aerodynamics, which defies the limitations of gravity. So when aerodynamics takes over, it lifts up. That force lifts up the plane, defying the power of gravity. <laughs> and it defies it and begins to fly 600 miles per hour. A law has been introduced to defeat a law. So it's law against a law. It's not law against your strength. It's not like I'm trying to do it. I'm trying to do it. That is not it. It's a law. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you here tonight? Now, so we are talking about the law of life. Say the law of life. The law of good is the human life. The law of sin is Satan's own diabolical nature. (laughs) <laughs> the law of life is God himself now in the book of Romans in Romans 1 we see God in creation in Romans 3 we see God in redemption in Romans 4 we see God in justification in Romans 5 we see God in reconciliation in Romans 6 we see God in identification in Romans 8 we see God as our life in us. That's how the progression of the book of Romans. By the time we get to eight, God is not just outside of us, doing something for us, but God is inside of us as our life. Now Romans 8 talks about fourfold life. Fourfold life. Number one, it reveals that the spirit is life. That's the Holy Spirit. In fact, the Holy Ghost himself is the life of God. Jesus is the words I speak unto you. They are spirit and they are life. It's inseparable. The Holy Spirit is life. When the Holy Spirit comes to live in your spirit, your spirit becomes life. Your spirit becomes life. That's the second level. Fourfold life. What does it mean for your spirit to become life? You see, he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. It's like uh, when the Holy Ghost comes to live in your spirit, you don't have two spirits. You have one spirit. Because he that is joined unto the, unto the Lord is one spirit. So the spirit as life is now in your spirit as life. So your spirit becomes life. Y- you understand? Because when you pour water into water, there's no separation. What you find is water. So your spirit is joined with the Holy Ghost as one. So your spirit becomes life. In Romans 8 verse 10, if Christ be in you, Though the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is life because of righteousness. 
scholars have wondered whether it's the Holy Spirit or your human spirit. It's both. <laughs> you, you understand? Because the spirit is life. It comes into your spirit as life and your spirit becomes life. Now when this life in your spirit gets to your mind, your mind becomes life. So this is God's plan. God wants his life to just flow through your entire being. <laughs> so your mind becomes life. To be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Your mind becomes life. Not only that, your body, which is called the body of sin, your body, which is called the body of death, your body, which has the law of sin operating in, the life of God can now flow into your body. Where do you find it? If the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you. He that raised up Christ from the dead shall make alive. Shall make give life to your death doomed bodies. By his spirit that dwelleth in you. So now, your mortal body, the body of death, can now have life. So now the life, your whole being becomes life. That is what God intended the New Testament to be. It is called the laws, the law of life. He says, I will write my laws in their inward parts, in your heart and in your mind. So all your being, the, God wants the law, his law to work in your mind, his law to work in the mind of the soul, his law to work in your body, his law to work in your spirit. The whole being. <laughs> Can you imagine when all the, the law of life is working? Praise God. It's very necessary because, listen, the body of death means that you are not only weak to serve God, but you have unnecessary stress, fatigue, sicknesses, diseases, aging, all of these because there's a law at work in the body. I trust you understand that what we need, we need the most now is the law of life. Because God uses a law to defeat a law. Because those laws are always functioning. But to subdue gravity, you need aerodynamics. That's how planes can fly. Meanwhile, everything is coming down. Why is everything coming down and planes can fly? The law of lifts, the law of magnetism, the law of buoyancy. There are laws that can defeat gravity. Though the gravity is always constant. If you don't take time in your life, you are always gossiping. You are always talking about Christians and men of God and everything is negative. Or you are always enslaved to addictions and weaknesses. But there is a higher law. Brethren, listen, listen. If you are born again, this law is in your spirit. It's in your spirit. But the thing is this. Look, the thing is this. <laughs> the law can be in your spirit, but the life can be imprisoned in your spirit. The life is imprisoned in your spirit, and you are still led by the law of sin and led by the law of good. So there are many Christians, they live by the humanity's good. Thinking good, oh, good philanthropy, they have good desires, good wishes, good, good, good. But you and there's a warring, there's struggle. But the life of God is there, the life must be supplied. Other than that, you still live like an unbeliever, though you are a believer. It's not automatic that once the life is in your spirit, you should be walking in the, in the life of God. Of course, the life is there. But you must give expression. There's something to do, to, uh, to to trigger and to release and to express, so you can be you can walk in the reality of it. Are, are you here with me? Please, uh, do you understand? Hallelujah! The, the, the spirit of God, the Lord give you understanding in all things. Paul told Timothy, "Consider what I say, and the Lord give thee understanding in all things." Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 
So all of us who are born again, they said the life of God is in our spirit. Can you imagine that the life of God is in your spirit? But we are trying to do use your strength against the body of sin, the body of death. We are trying to do so many things and nothing is working. Nothing is working. No fruits for your life. So this is the excellent way. Hallelujah. So I said that the law of God is always demanding. The law of the mind is always responding. The law of sin is always warring. Say, you won't do it. All your wishful thinking. But the law of life supplied. So how can we supply life? How can we supply life? God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.